Hey, Christian coaches and entrepreneurs. Welcome to the Sales Strategies for Christian Coaches podcast. You're probably here because you want to build a highly impactful and financially successful business. From time to time, though, you might feel derailed by fears or confusion around sales, business model, and pricing, or not knowing what strategy to act upon next for your coaching business. I'm Justin Janowski, the founder of Faith to Influence, and when I was a new coach, I had fears around some of those same topics. Fortunately, God delivered through my business and blessed us with over 250K in revenue in year one and over a million dollars in our first three years in business. Throughout that time, I solved some of those challenges and I want to bring the solutions to you. In this podcast, we'll give you real tools and wisdom to help you develop a high integrity, high converting sales strategy to elevate your mindset around sales, money and business and help you design and price your ideal business model. This is going to be a lot of fun. Let's grow together. Hey everyone, exciting announcement. We've got our next free five-day Christian Coaches Challenge coming up Monday, February 27th. It's an hour a day for five days to help you optimize your business model, your pricing, and your sales strategies so you can grow your business this year. If you've been enjoying the podcast, we're going to dive deeper on many of the strategies of this podcast during the challenge. And this is a challenge that's going to be really our friends and family challenge, meaning we're not going to run any ads. We want to work with the community that we already have and really lean in with a small group to help you accomplish big things this year. If you'd like to join us in the free challenge, you can text the word sales to the number 414-414-1980. Text sales to 414-414-1980. I hope to see you in the challenge. Enjoy today's episode. Hey friends, today I wanna talk about designing your mission statement and clarifying your ideal client profile. Your mission statement is about who you work with, what you do for them, and why it matters. This simple statement is actually one of the most important first steps you can take in crafting and building your business. And if you have been building your business without a clear mission statement, coming back and getting this right or maybe optimizing what you already have can give you so much more clarity of purpose and direction and can also make it so much easier for the right people to find you and say yes to the work that you do. The mission statement might sound something like this when it's designed. And I'm going to walk you through step-by-step how to create this for you. But our mission statement is, I help Christian coaches optimize their business model, pricing, and sales strategies so that they can scale their income and scale their impact. Again, who do I work with? Christian coaches. What do I do for them? I help them optimize their business model, their pricing, and their sales strategies. And why does that matter? because it's going to help them scale their income and their impact. This mission statement, having clarity in this mission statement helps me when I meet people. It's my elevator pitch on what we do if I'm networking or somebody asks how we support people. This is also the basis for my marketing. All of my marketing is going to be run through this mission statement. 
Because if I'm marketing too broadly to too many different people, to too many different things, it's going to be hard for the right people to say, oh my gosh, this was made for me. This is what I need. And so specifically when we're going to market, I need to come back to helping people with sales strategies, helping people with their business model, helping people with their pricing. Like I need to come back to these things again and again and again that we help people with. This mission statement is a guide for me when I'm running this podcast. What are the topics we're going to focus on? Well, it's those three primary topics along with some mindset work, which of course supports all of the topics. My mission statement helps me design my website. It should be reflected all over my website, all over my social media pages. My mission statement being as clear as possible makes it really easy for people to refer me. It also helps with my emails. It helps with every single thing that we do. In fact, the beginning of the sales conversation, one of the first steps is the preframe. We talked about that in the episode, uh, the most important step of the sales process. I taught how to deliver a preframe. My mission statement goes right into the preframe at the beginning. That gives people some context for why we're on this sales call, this discovery call, the strategy session right now. My mission statement is also really relevant when I get to making an offer at the end of that call. And in fact, before I even make an offer to a client or a prospect, my mission statement becomes a guide in designing the right offer to deliver the right outcomes. So for many of you, you already have this or a version of this, I'd like to invite you to optimize with me today. For some of you, this is new. Your coaching business is an idea more than it's a reality right now. And if you're in that ideation phase, this is a really positive first step to take to moving your business in the right direction. So again, your mission statement deals in who you work with, what you do, and why it matters. And so I want you to answer those three questions. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. Who? Question mark. What question mark and why question mark? We want to answer these questions. The who is really important. And to decide at who you're going to work with, I want to encourage you to be as specific as possible with your target market, with your niche. If you're a generalist, you become difficult to refer. If you're a generalist, it becomes difficult for people to find you. And if you're a generalist, it becomes difficult for people to say, that's what I need, or this was made for me. And it also makes it difficult for you to stand out in the marketplace. And marketing becomes difficult. It's just hard for people to know you for something if your work is a little too general and you're trying to support everyone. I know a lot of new coaches don't want to exclude the possibility of working with clients because they, they want to have a really wide net. And it's like this, this loving idea, well, I want to work with everyone. And... It's so much more likely for you to work with anyone if you're really clear on who your ideal client is than if you're trying to work with everyone, which is going to make it really hard for you to make sales. Now, there are, of course, coaches who are just general personal or professional development coaches, and they are covering a lot of different topics. And you can take that route if you want to. It just becomes a little bit more difficult in marketing. So if you want to go the generalist route as a coach then it's going to be very important for you to be great at referrals, for you to develop a reputation that people are introducing you and referring you to more business because on the marketing end of things, it's going to be difficult for you. If you'd like to receive my wisdom here and actually find a very specific niche to serve, I want to remind you that even when you set your niche aside and say, that's who I work with, 
you can still say yes to working with other kinds of clients. And so as an example, my initial faith to influence business was working with Christian entrepreneurial men. And one of my very first clients, my first month in business was a non-Christian, non-entrepreneurial woman. And she was one of my favorite clients. She was a close friend. She said that she was looking for a new coach. She heard I started my new business and she asked if I would be her coach. And we did some one-on-one coaching. Obviously, she wasn't a fit for my program, but we had one-on-one coaching calls every couple of weeks for like the first two years Faith to Influence existed. And she was a great client and I was able to really serve her. And so it doesn't mean that we can't say yes to working with people outside of our natural, our, our most specific targeted market. But what it does mean is that we're going to market to someone specifically. Likewise, even though I work primarily with Christian coaches, if a non-Christian wants to come in and receive our content, it's going to help them in their business. I am thrilled to have them work with us and maybe do a little bit of covert discipleship uh, along the way and, and just support them. You know, as long as they're high integrity, I'm happy to support them in growing their business. So I have non ideal uh, target market clients who come to me or find their way to my work in one way or another here and there. And I'm happy to consider each one individually. But my specific target audience is Christian coaches between zero and $100,000 in annual revenue. That's my most ideal audience. Now, we also do some partnership sales at Faith to Influence where we get hired to directly do sales for someone else rather than teach it teach them how to do it for themselves. And so in that audience, my most ideal client is a seven or eight figure coach who's already got a really successful business and is running a big event or has like a funnel of leads, but they don't have the right salespeople on their team to close those deals. So it's a little bit different audience, but I'm going to focus on one only when I'm doing my marketing because I don't want to be confusing to the marketplace. So what you're going to see all over our website and in our emails and everywhere else, front and center, is that I work with Christian coaches. And you'll probably get the vibe that they're newer Christian coaches between zero and 100 grand in most cases. Now, for you, if you're deciding who do you want to work with, you might consider differentiating based on profession. Maybe you want to work specifically with entrepreneurs, or you want to work specifically with teachers or nurses or some uh, specific profession you feel called to, and maybe not. You might say, well, profession isn't important to me in my differentiation. Maybe you'll differentiate based on gender. A lot of new coaches want to work with a women's group or build a women's group or build a men's group specifically. And there's certainly value in uh, niching down with a men's or a women's specific group. And you might say, no, we work with men and women, which is the current state of faith to influence. You might differentiate based on faith. So maybe you work specifically with Christians. Uh, Maybe not. You might differentiate based on age. Maybe you work with millennials or maybe you work with retirees in your coaching practice. And you might not worry about that based on what you're going to do. You might differentiate based on location, maybe relational status. Maybe you help people who are in a relational transition. Or maybe you work specifically with married couples or people who are single. You might differentiate based on hobbies or interests. So there's a number of different ways to narrow in your niche, but I want to invite you to consider who you would love to work with and what do they have in common with one another. If you have already been coaching and you've done it in more of a general way, I'd invite you to consider who are your favorite clients you've worked with so far. Make a list of those people and say, what do these people have in common with one another? 
And as you find those similarities, that will help you narrow your who. If your who is dramatically different than you, like you are a, you know, small town kid from Wisconsin like me, and you want to work and you're, you're a Christian coach, but like, let's say I, I said, I want to work with rock stars. Like literally I want to work with celebrity musicians to help them with their stage presence. That probably wouldn't make a whole lot of sense because I don't have a close connection to those types of people because I haven't worn their shoes. I haven't stood in their place. I haven't had that kind of experience. Doesn't mean it's not possible, but it would probably be a more difficult way to begin my coaching business for me to seek out those kinds of clients. So if you're having a hard time with this, I would invite you to consider who are you? In most cases, our ideal client shares some things with us. One of the pieces of wisdom Pete Vargas gave me and many others at a conference years ago is that your ideal audience, when you're speaking to them, should be saying to themselves, like they should, they should recognize that you're ordinary. You're just like them. And they should also recognize that you as the coach, the speaker, the leader is you're extraordinary, meaning they want to be more like you. And so if, as you share your stories and you meet your clients and you engage with them, you're doing it right. Most of the time, your audience is going to say, wow, John is just like me. And I want to be a little bit more like him or wow, Sharon is just like me. And I want to be a little bit more like her. So think about that when you're considering your who. If you're not clear on this yet, maybe you'll start with the what and come back to the who. And this can also become more and more clear over time. I started with Christian male entrepreneurs. A few of them ended up being coaches. And I recognized that I loved working with them the most. Like that was my wheelhouse. That was really fun for me. And so then I niched further down in the entrepreneurial space to coaches specifically. And so you are going to want to have a starting place and a rough draft, but your business can pivot later if that's appropriate for you. In discovering what you do for people, we're looking for the intersection of three things. So if you're taking notes, this is a good time to do it. In answering the question, what do I do? We want to find something that you're great at, that you love to do, that your audience really needs. The work that you do as a coach should be something that you're great at, that you love to do, and that your audience really needs. We want to go three for three here. Now, great doesn't mean perfect. You don't need to be the best in the world at something to teach people. You just need to be one or two or three steps ahead of your ideal audience. In fact, if you're one or two or three steps ahead of them, it might be easier for them to learn from you than it would be if you were 10 steps ahead of where they're at because you can relate because you remember what it was like to be in their position trying to develop this part of your life or your business. So are you at least better than your audience at this? Are you pretty good at this? Are you working towards great at the thing that you want to coach at? But then also, do you love doing it? Because if you don't love it, you're going to burn out. So it better be something that you really enjoy. And the third question is, does your audience need it? And a a part two to that question is like, is it financially viable? Meaning not only does your audience need this thing that you can deliver, this outcome, this thing you can do for them, but will they pay for it? Will they pay for it? 
So, so if you're like, you know, I know a lot of people want to work with teenagers and like help teenagers and youth. And my question is, is it financially viable? The thing that you want to do for those teens, is it something that you're great at that you love, but then also do they think they need it enough that they would buy it? Well, and, and do teens have the potential to buy it? Probably not. So you're probably selling to parents. Are parents going to buy this thing for their teen? And will the teen want to do it or feel like they're being pushed to it? So like, I've got some questions about that, right? This is the process I'm going through. And if it's not financially viable, then what I would consider is what else can you do that you're great at, that you love, that your audience needs and will pay for? And maybe that means a different audience than the teenagers. And if we build that business successfully, that's a little bit more financially viable than the teen business then we can come back and volunteer our time to the teens, run a free retreat, do some free coaching, speaking, et cetera, and make that the passion that's funded by a business that's more likely to get off the ground and support your dreams. So once you've figured out who you want to work with and what you want to do, you can go in either direction on this. Sometimes the what is going to tell us who we should work with. Sometimes the who is going to make it more clear of what we can do for them. The third question is, why does it matter? In other words, what is the impact of this important work that we're doing? What's the result of it? When we answer these three questions, we come up with a statement that sounds like this. I help blank do blank so that blank. I'll say it again in case you're taking notes. I help blank which is the who, do blank, which is the what, so that blank. I help Christian coaches optimize their business model, pricing, and sales strategies so that they can scale their income and scale their impact. Or maybe it would sound something like this. Uh, I help married couples with their communica master communication so that they can have deeper intimacy. Or maybe it could sound like this. I help busy entrepreneurs prioritize movement and nutrition so that they can have more energy. Or maybe it's I help moms prioritize self-care so that they can fill their cup and have more to give to the people around them. This is the idea of what a mission statement can sound like. And a final tip on this is I want you to keep it as simple as possible. Too many words overcomplicating this becomes more difficult for you and it becomes more difficult for your prospects. Your mission statement should be simple, very easy to understand. When somebody hears it, it should be very clear what you do and they should know if it's for them or not. And so if it feels like it's overcomplicated, let's find some ways to take some words out. Let's simplify it. Let's keep this really conversational and easy. I hope today has been really helpful. When you get this right, everything else in your business becomes a little bit more aligned and it becomes the, the check against you run, against which you run all of your strategies, all of your marketing, all of your client fulfillment efforts. This can pivot and change over time and it's important for you to always have a mission statement that you're working to fulfill. God bless you. Have an amazing, amazing week. And I'll talk to you all soon. Cheers.
Hey, thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed the episode, subscribe to our podcast. And if you'd like a free copy of our 10-step sales process for Christian coaches, go to www.f2itribe.com slash free.